tuned to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, the doe to my deer, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? A deer? Like a, a female, female deer. deer? Yeah. What about a ray? Drop of golden sun? Uh, I was thinking more of um, some uh, eldritch light coming out of a wizard's hand ray of frost yeah like a ray of frost or you know like um a ray of white light to blind the orcs marauding up the hill as <laughs> as gandalf and his his bros come storming down the hill that's what i was going I, for. To, I got nothing which gandalf though gray or white chartreuse so that's not an option gandalf the chartreuse no he's the one that is um what color is chartreuse do you know is it pink it's one of them it's one of them. It's it's either pink or peach or something, right? I mean, those are kind of the same. Peach and pink? Peach is just like an orangish pink. Okay. This is where our friendship ends. You know what? Let's dig into this. Forget the movie. We're going to dig into color theory and uh, the the definitions of different colors. Uh, this is a really great start. So um, the start of this might confuse people. So which movie are we doing, Mike? So we are doing this week a sequel to the classic Robert Weiss film, The Sound of Music by Rodgers and Hammerstein, uh, starring Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer, most recently of Knives Out fame. Uh, I had the dumb idea while watching this one night very late with my sister as they go into the mountains of making a sequel called The Fellowship of the Sound of Music. (laughs) Because you were just... Uh, you, you thought like that's a really long title that doesn't sound correct yeah yeah because you know we famously haven't done any very long titles that sound odd here not at all this can be an interesting hybrid i think it's like what if uh instead of nazis they were orcs right <laughs> well we the question we will have to ask ourselves as we get to this is are there going to also be nazis that's that's a good question um i think we could dig in i have a few ideas um on my mind we're not quite there yet. Let's do a little I, bit of our usual preamble. Maybe shorter, because I imagine this is going to run long anyway. Yeah. But had you ever seen this movie in full before? Yes, like a long time ago. I didn't rewatch it for this episode, because I figured it was going to get a little off the rails, and the first one wouldn't have to do much with this one. <laughs> I suspected that was the case. I did watch it. One, I've never actually seen the Julie Andrews version all the way through. Um, a long time ago... We did watch the when NBC Live first started. They started with the sound of music with Carrie Underwood. That was actually like the, I'd, I knew of the movie and I'd seen lots. I think I'd seen the whole movie before that in parts over time, but I never. The first time I actually watched the sound of music all the way through was that one. So this was actually the first time I'd ever sat down and watched this iteration, the original film iteration, all the way through. Interesting. Now I did yeah. do it over two days because it is almost a three-hour-long movie, but yeah. I, I thought about like, oh, like, what if I watch The Fellowship of the Ring or I uh, which is also a three hour long movie or I could watch The Sound of Music, which is a three hour long movie. And I just uh, made the executive decision to watch neither for this episode. <laughs> That's fair. Now, I do want to be clear. This is not going to be a crossover with The Lord of the Rings. No, it is not. The title, there will have to be a fellowship just to make the title work. But this isn't going to be a crossover film. No. As much as some people may have wished we had done that. Yeah. We've kind of like uh, in the last few, we've made some hybrid universes um, trying to make them fit into each other. I think we should deter away from that a little bit. 
Absolutely. So, did you like... Oh, you didn't watch it. Never mind. I do like the movie, yes. Um, I, it's a classic. It's hard to not like it, I think. I'm, ha, I wonder if anyone ha, doesn't like it. Well, it may surprise you to learn that some people did not like this film. I don't have any of their opinions because they weren't funny enough for the segment. So we don't actually have any tomatoes today. Oh. But there were people who didn't like it. Legitimately, this is one of those films where you either love it or you just don't like it. And everybody's opinions were not really, like, hilarious. No one had, you know, uh, Captain Von Trapp is my boyfriend. Or this is how many people were in the movie theater, excluding us. Like, it just was pretty bog standard reviews this time. I can imagine this seems like a movie. If you don't like musicals, then you probably wouldn't like this movie. I I, knew, I have some friends who don't like musicals, but they uh they watch musicals sometimes, and they're like, "I didn't like it because they don't like musicals." And I'm like, "Well, why did you watch it?" <laughs> that was a lot of the negative reviews. Was I don't like musicals? Yeah. So what's with those people? They just like to <laughs> they they just like to be disappointed. <laughs> Well, you may not have uh, brought any tomatoes this week, but I, of course, have brought another one of Madison's famous liquids. Are you ready to get wet, Mike? I am. Are you feeling cocky, Mike? Because you got the last one. My Miller High Life uh, puzzle? Absolutely not. I mean, you pretty much... The clue that you gave me for the last one was pretty... Not necessarily gave it away, like, ultimately, but it was a uh, a big giveaway. Yeah. I got another picture clue uh, this time that might be uh, giving it away a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see. So... Okay. I have an amendment to the rules that I'd like to propose to you. Another amendment? Okay. Go ahead. This isn't, this isn't a demand. We're... You know, back and forth. I think I should get one question that isn't yes or no, but I can't ask like what is the. It can't be like specific. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, the first question I have written down here for today is one of those, and I think you'll get the idea of like what I'm talking about by one non-yes or no question. But again, I can't use that for like what is this liquid or something like that. Got it. Okay, that's fine. So my first question: Who would voice this liquid in a movie? Ryan Gosling. Okay. Question number two: Is it gorilla urine and celery sticks? It is not, though maybe would be the color of similar to that, possibly. That's appalling. Does this liquid deserve an Oscar for liquids? I really enjoy it. It's a frequent go-to of mine, so yes. Okay, would that be for best original liquid? I uh, Best choreography. You know, the choreography Oscar. I don't know if that's an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think it is. It would it would create the new category just for it. Best choreography. Gotcha. Would someone commit murder for this liquid? No, I don't think it's that um that I don't think it's that dire. Would this liquid excite a person's allergies? Like if someone was allergic to it, it would I guess is make... there basically is there something in this liquid that would possibly that would excite somebody's allergies? Possibly. Yes. One component of it I think could can this liquid be paired well with pickles? That sounds pretty good. I, I like that. I like the idea of that. Yes. Was this liquid drank in Aladdin and the King of Thieves? Is that the second Aladdin movie? That's the third Aladdin movie. The best Aladdin movie. Don't at me. Okay. I've never seen that one. So I 
I don't believe so. I don't imagine it would it would have. Do slash should you drink this out of a special glass? Now, to clarify, there's the idea of like wine flutes or champagne glass. Like, is there a specific glass that typically you would drink this out of? I would say yes. Lastly, would you chug the whole drink right now? Not not typically, but I will. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. For the listener, Madison has turned off the video aspect of our uh, Skype session. Ugh, oh, God. Ooh, I hear ice clinking. I'm going to say, no, you typically wouldn't do that. Okay. But I did. I'm going to take a look at these questions, but I have... See, I know I know your go-to cocktail. You do. Which, for the listener, is uh, gin and 7-Up. So I feel like that fits, other than the fact that it would maybe be the color of gorilla urine and celery. Do you want to do you want to call call a friend? Phone a friend. See, a mixed drink would match with choreography. Although I'm pretty sure you just said that because for the bit, I'm gonna go ahead and just commit. I'm going for it, all in. Gin and Seven Up. Incorrect. Damn it. I will say, you're in the ballpark though. Um, okay. It was a whiskey ginger. Which is well. This is gonna get loopy because I just made you drink the whole thing. So yeah. Um. So uh, whiskey ginger <laughs> is one part. Uh, uh, one large ice cube, as typical with whiskey drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one shot of whiskey bourbon usually, and then uh, topped off with ginger ale. In this case, ginger ale bold, which was featured in a previous Madison's Liquid segment. So should I go? Should I go take a shot of whiskey to level the playing field? For you can if you want. I will say you can also make this drink with ginger beer, but ginger beer is sometimes kind of pricey, and you know, without one of my jobs right now, so I I just I'm, I went for the ginger the ginger ale bold. Fair enough. All right. Well, with that out of the way, uh, should we carry on into the movie? We should carry on our wayward son. Okay, I have a timer set, and we're 15 minutes starts now. All right. I have some, there's an idea that, like, singing and bringing singing back into the family slash home. Uh, there's also the famous, the hills are alive with the sound of music. So we could dig into the idea of, like, in this whatever fantasy world that exists only in the mountains of Salzburg, Austria, they've lost music or something. And that could be kind of the crux of the adventure that's gone on. I had an idea. The Captain Von Trapp's first name is Georg or Georg, depending on who's saying it, which already sounds kind of like a fantasy name. Could he possibly have been from this fantasy region already and escaped or left to join the Imperial Navy of Austria? The idea that I had um, was, you know how like in Indiana Jones and everything, like the Nazis are always like confuddling with or fuddling with like some sort of like religious thing or like some Mm -hmm. sci-fi thing. What if they like through some sort of like mysticism or magic, they open a portal into a fantasy world, not Lord of the Mm -hmm. Rings, but um, they somehow cross like they overlay the dimensions onto each other. And so now there are fantasy creatures around and it kind of becomes like a, um, a Wolfenstein uh, sort of world where there are fantasy creatures fighting Nazis. I could dig that. So then instead of it taking place in the strict fantasy world, it could be the felt like they end up in this fantasy town that's been displaced. And then a fellowship has to form to what infiltrate a Nazi base or something. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I was thinking like this happens after the Von Trapps leave. 
um Mm -hmm. and um the kids grow up a little bit and then Mm. this um overlay of the dimensions happens and they're trying to get back home because um the nazis are using the um their home as like a central base because it was like a huge i see so oh that's what i was thinking and, and I'm not opposed to that. My original concept was because they're fleeing on foot over the mountains, while in the mountains, that's where they find this, like, fantasy realm mm-hmm. that has always existed there. Or in this case, maybe was displaced from its original fantasy world. And that then that's where they kind of go on the adventure. But since at the, we end the movie with them hiking into the mountains to escape the Nazis, that's kind of where I conceived the original idea. But if we want to do it, like, it's later and... So why would the kids be coming back and discovering this in in your idea? Yeah, I think like if maybe maybe like the um Nazis wanted to overtake the mansion that they live in, you know, or the house mm-hmm. that they live in because there's something there that triggers the magical event or something. Hmm. And the von traps uh now older have to go back there to try to turn it off because they know the house more than anyone. Okay. So just so I'm clear in your, your take, they're gone. They're not in Austria anymore. And Captain Von Trapp tells them basically, you have to go back to our house because in the basement is a portal to another realm. (laughs) Or like some sort of like some sort of gem or something. Maybe like their mother didn't really die. Their previous mother didn't really die. She was part of the magical realm and they are actually all half, half uh half like some sort of mystical right <laughs> Captain von trap is an elf and <laughs> okay let's try this because i you made me drink that whiskey so i'm all loose and wild man here in a second i'll go take my whiskey shot and meet you there but here's let me try let me suggest this as a sort of compromise we open the movie and it's like right where the last one left off or like a little bit later and they're trekking through the mountains and they find this village and let's say this village has always been there because Captain Von Trapp and his wife were actually from this realm. Like, they're actually not human. Let's okay. say, like, elves or something like that. And we can have them maybe stay there. And, it, like, we time skip a little bit so the kids are older. And now it's like, oh, shit, I think they found the gem or the staff or whatever talisman that we'd hidden in the home. And then it's like, oh, your mother didn't actually die or died sealing it away or something and only music can like activate it or whatever and that's why he forbid everyone from singing after she died in the movie he banned singing from their house and everybody thought it was because it reminded him of her but really it was like to protect this gem or whatever okay that's pretty good what if like she um cast a spell or something and she's frozen in time protecting the gem and singing could bring her back to life or something but it would also then the gem could be taken by but it has to be his family singing because in the movie he's also adamantly adamantly against them singing in public yeah and so it's because if they sing this like activates it unfreezes his wife and it activates the gem or whatever and the nazis could take it and i don't know they'll have then they'll have unicorns or dragons or whatever for the war it will allow them to pass into the uh the other realm and take over or like maybe it's like a like a mind control thing or some Mm -hmm. sort of like yeah let's let's like hunker down on what the gem is and what does it do i think it makes more sense if it opens 
portals to like the other realm only because the idea of the Nazis could just go over and get dragons or invade even like giving Nazis only access. Like they're the only ones who have access to this other realm. Theoretically, they -hmm. could like go if they're about to lose Hitler could just fuck off over there, close the portal and then come back later with again, dragons and orcs and werewolves and whatever. Like he'd have this army of fantasy creatures that, you know, 1940s, or this was in the 30s, but still, like, World War II era soldiers and technology would have no defense against. Okay, I like that. So what? Um, so are we going with the kids going back to the house to retrieve it? Do you think that, like, are they older and they have to make the sort of, like, Narnia-esque journey back to the house? I think so. I think they're definitely older. The question is, are there? we're going to use all seven children? Oh, man. It, that's why I was thinking if they're a little older, so some of them would be of like age to like you know like fight and stuff. And right, what if over the period of the movie they were turning into whatever the half of them that is, or like like they're turning into fantasy creatures, hmm. and they gain different abilities or something like that. Like though, because they're part of the Von Trapp family that is part from this other world. Though they'd all have to have the same abilities, right? Or like, because they're this part of the same family. I mean, we could do an idea in this world of like, like demons in um, the Golden Compass. They're all demons. They end up turning into a different animal once the child, like the one that's most matches the soul of the the person that they're bonded to. Okay. We could do something similar. So like, Liesel could grow up to be a banshee, or something. I don't mean, or like a selkie, or a mermaid, or whatever. Like. Kurt could grow up to be a werewolf. Like it just depends on their personality. The magic of the other world manifests in everyone differently. Yeah. Depending on their age and personality mm-hmm. and, and everything. Okay. I like that. That's pretty fun. And like, that's kind of like not a fantasy thing that has really <laughs> been done too much before, except for, I guess the golden compass. What do we have left to figure out? I guess infiltrate the mansion without really getting caught. Or is it just a siege or what? I think it's like try to infiltrate without getting caught with these new abilities that are kind of manifesting in them. I think they manifest in them over the movie, though. I think like they gradually mm-hmm. like become more powerful. I, I I think like what we need to decide is like, so do the Nazis right now have fantasy things that they're going against the other people? Like, because they need to get the gem to. They need yeah. some magic, I think. Yeah. They don't need like necessarily dragons, and maybe some like like werewolves or uh, gelatinous cubes or something. But like, I think that they need a few low tier fantasy creatures or abilities. That way, then it's more fair. Yeah, and also because again, like if the Nazis don't have magic, but these kids do, then what's the stakes like how like what's the threat to them they can yeah how about because they have found like the frozen mother um they're able to siphon off some of the energy and make like somewhat like super soldiers like okay so mm-hmm. what if um what's the boyfriend's name that turns into rolf so like what mm-hmm. if rolf um siphons off some of it and they inject it into rolf and he becomes like a, like a war forged from D D or something like that you'll need to explain that for our listeners who don't know D. so a war forged uh is a construct that was made in this um story in D called the last war 
and they are sort of a uh, hybrid of steel and wood, um, and they are just giant, giant sort of like super soldiers. Um, they have magic. Mr. Hyde from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. But the thing is about constructs and this construct race was made. And then after the war ended, they just existed. And now there's this whole new race of people that have to like integrate into society. I play a Warforged in my current D&D campaign. That's how I know so much about them. Fair enough. But yeah. it'd be kind of cool to see like, oh, yeah, he's this sort of robot, right? That sure. um, uh, this wooden steel wo- robot that is super hardy and can do a lot of damage. Correct. Are there other fantasy races that join this fellowship of the Sound of Music? I think like werewolves. Um, maybe mm-hmm. maybe like werewolves. We could do um, like a druid or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, one of the kids could be a healer. We're basically creating a and d like class mm-hmm. system, right? Like, you know, yeah, like I mean, one of them like, can change into animals. One of them can do like, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Like, do you think one of them is turning into like an Aarakocra, like a giant bird? That'd be cool. I'm trying to think that the very beginning when she meets them, they give a whole like, my name's Liesel. I'm this age and I don't need a, a governess. My name's Kurt. I'm this age. Like they basically give a mission statement about their character's personality. I'm Liesel. I'm 16 years old and I don't need a governess. Well, I'm glad you told me, Liesel. We'll just be good friends. I'm Friedrich. I'm 14. I'm impossible. <laughs> really? Who told you that, Friedrich? Fräulein Josephine, four governesses ago. I'm Brigitta. You um, didn't tell me how old you are, Louisa. I'm Brigitta. She's Louisa. She's 13 years old, and you're smart. I'm 10, and I think your dress is the ugliest one I ever saw. Brigitta, you shouldn't say that. Why not? Don't you think it's ugly? Of course. But Fräulein Hilda's was ugliest. I'm Kurt. I'm 11. I'm incorrigible. Congratulations. What's incorrigible? I think it means you want to be treated like a boy. Mm -hmm. I'm Marta, and I'm going to be seven on Tuesday. And I'd like a pink parasol. Well, pink's my favorite color, too. Yes, you're Gretel. And you're five years old? My, you're practically a lady. <laughs> now I have... Okay, so for Liesel, who doesn't need a governess, what does that translate to in fantasy terms? <laughs> uh, let's see. Hmm. Okay, so she doesn't need a governess. Uh, she's also does... The, she has the song I Am 16 going on 17. So her whole thing is sort of like she's old enough to take care of herself, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or she doesn't need to have anyone look over her. That gives me some like, what if it's like mind domination or something like that? Like, okay. she's super intelligent and uh, she um, doesn't need others. So what does that mean? I thought it seemed like you had a point you were making. Um, Maybe she can multiply so there's a lot of her, and so she only needs herself. Let's do that. That's I think that works. Okay. And Frederick is impossible. You think he's just indestructible? We're basically kind of turning them into superheroes. Yeah, I know. It's less of a less of a fantasy. Well, I guess like okay, so is impossible 
What if he's able to turn into stone or something like that? Like a rock golem. Let's do that. That, that works. He turns into a rock golem. He can turn into uh, Louisa lies. So she... Maybe can turn invisible or like she's like a... She can... I think of like a rogue or like someone who's super disabled. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. So, or maybe can like has the power of suggestion. You know, yeah, let's do that. Has, like in um, Umbrella Academy, like the Whisper. I heard a secret. Has the power of suggestion. Okay. Yeah. Kurt is incorrigible. Let me real quick. I forget what incorrigible means. Of a person's or their tendencies, not able to be corrected, improved, or reformed. <laughs> Maybe Kurt gets turned into a banshee because he's really annoying. <laughs> My pitch was that Gretel be turns into a banshee. She doesn't really talk, so when she does, it's like that's good, like screeching banshee wail. Banshee can't be reformed. Maybe he should be the rock golem because he's unmovable. He you can't shape him. Yeah, let's do that. He turns into a rock golem. I think that we should pick a like an actual race that they turn into, so they don't just have the powers. Yeah. So he tur- actually becomes a rock golem. Gretel becomes a banshee. Friedrich is impossible. Friedrich needs to change. Uh, maybe he turns into a Goliath. Yeah, that's good. A Goliath, so he's huge. So he just becomes very hearty. Yeah. Very hearty Goliath. Louisa has the power of suggestion. I could say she's like an elf, right? Yeah, they don't all have to be like monster manual standard monsters as well. Like we can. Like having the ability to multiply. She could turn into like a fairy or something. Yeah, like a fae. I think that like works. Like a fae. And maybe like she's like shrinking too. Like she's like, oh, like I'm so grown up, but she's actually like getting smaller. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. His ability to multiply, um, but is shrinking. Ooh, every time she multiplies, she shrinks a little bit more. Okay. That's pretty good. And that way then we can tie that in at some point of like she's reluctant to use her powers because she's getting smaller. Yeah. And... Brigida is brutally honest. Is there something with like, I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there. Centaur. Centaur? Yeah. I could see them being like brutally honest. Okay. I'm done with that. And Marta wants a pink parasol. (laughs) Yeah. She's kind of, she was reading actually when she came down the stairs when they were all summoned to the room, she was reading. So maybe she's just a wizard. Maybe she's like a, yeah, a wizard who. The pink parasol is her staff. Yeah. Pink parasol is her staff. Very, uh. So. Now we have the fellowship. So at the beginning of the movie, they're just, um, they've made their way to that town and they don't know anything about their abilities or anything like that, but they eventually find out. What does Maria think about all this? That's a good point. I mean, especially because she was going to be a nun. So she like, devoutly believes in God. Hmm. Oh, she joins the Nazis. No, that's, um, that's a good question. I hadn't considered Maria because it seems like the children are going to be the main characters here. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, they're the ones that we're focusing on. So like Maria and we also haven't even started to touch on the songs. No, I am 16 going on 17 versions of myself. <laughs> I uh, am 16, but I'm also shrinking <laughs> every time I multiply. Um, Doe. I think we're very stupid. A deer, a female deer, Ray, that guy standing over there. <laughs> or that centaur, that centaur standing over, over there. there. Let's see. It, it, maybe there's an adjustment period, but I think ultimately she's fine. Like, I don't see Maria, like, abandoning the family. No. Like, I think 
like she's just question she's kind of like the every i mean the her and the kids are kind of like getting like Mm -hmm. oh a bunch of information downloaded onto them but she's the one who's like oh it's not affecting so much and you know maybe like her and von trapp are gonna stay in the um in the village right so Mm -hmm. so they they get to the village and von trapp has to reveal to everyone like oh like this is Mm -hmm. this is um the truth about our family and your mother is actually not really dead (laughs) she's actually frozen in a in a in a a time go ahead go ahead I was going to say, I think we open with the family arriving and he tells them, and then we do a very short montage of them kind of like living there and the kids growing up so that it's, because I don't want to just plop like a five years later or whatever uh, like sure. on the screen and now they're adults. I think we, and then we can see them start to manifest powers and use them a little bit so that yeah. then when it's like, okay, now most of you are reaching adulthood and I, the, here's the dark truth about your mother and what you're going to need to do. What if the thing about their mother is a reveal once they get to the house? And it's like, why didn't he ever tell us about this? Why, what, like, why was it such a secret? Right. Like, and once they get there, they see that it's their mother, like, frozen in time, holding this gem Mm -hmm. together. That'd be interesting, I think, as a good reveal at the end. Um, What is causing them to go back, do you think? Do you think, like, the village gets invaded by the Nazis and they get broken up or, like, maybe like oh yeah they're slowly gaining these abilities and learning about them and they think they're safe and then they find out that they're not safe and the village gets attacked by the nazis mm-hmm. who now have like their war forged and werewolves and shit and um they the von traps quickly realize what's happened and uh captain von trap tells the kids that you need to go get the gym you need to go get the gym or whatever and then they get separated and then i'm thinking the same thing i have a couple alternate take here and there one maria gets taken maria gets taken and that's our b story is she's at the house and they're trying to use her to sing to the she doesn't know it's their mother yeah they're trying to get her to sing to it to wake her up so that they can have the gym the children are sent to save maria and get the gym because it's the only way the village can go back to their normal like realm and be totally safe again it's yep. like, okay, we got to pull up stakes and go home, but we can't without the gym that was hidden at Von Trapp's house. So the kids have to go and save Maria and get the gym. And the B story can be Maria is trapped at the house by the Nazis and they're trying to get her to sing to bring the woman out yes. of the magical coma so they can take the gym. Yeah, I like that. We can get to the, the end, obviously, where they take the house or they do the secret mission. I think there's obviously like one or two adventures along the way. So what are those adventures? Like they leave the this hidden village. They're traveling through the mountains and across the plains back to the Von Trapp house. What are the adventures there? Are they fantastical? Are they Nazis? Are they both? I think they have to be like instances where maybe there's an instance where they have to hide their abilities after a while mm-hmm. um, or hide because maybe they go into um, what was the town that they were in in the first movie? Salzburg, Austria. So maybe they get into the town of Salzburg and they kind of have to hide their abilities, but maybe they're slowly changing on the way there, right? So like mm-hmm. Frederick is at that point very huge, like and Louise's ears have changed, um, and there's just such a there's just something about 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 her that is like very magical. 
and Gretel just can't talk. I mean, Gretel can't talk. It's like Black Bolt from Marvel. Like, if she speaks, in, even a whisper is like a sonic boom. Or yeah. or even like a whisper is, yeah. will like shatter windows. So she basically just can't speak. I had an idea. They try to hide in that monastery where Maria is from, the monster that also helped them escape. But they won't take them in because, I mean, it's a Catholic monastery and these children are clearly demons. Like That's fun. Like, so they have to convince themselves. Um, I have a funny visual gag yeah. with Brigida because mm-hmm. she's a centaur. Like, what if they mm-hmm. like, what if they like make a horse head or something to go over her yeah. whole body in the front? So it's like, oh, it's just a horse that they're bringing along with them. But and it's like very rudimentary and it looks like it's weird. But like, I, I like that. I also think a, a funny extra joke on that will be at one point when it gets pulled off, she has to keep pretending that her back end is just another person in a pantomime horse costume. So she's like trying to walk around like her back end is a bent over person. That's great. I like that. Okay, so definitely the Salzburg thing. And also they run into Max, the guy who was a friend of their dad's. Possibly he yeah. might have gone back to Vienna. I don't know. Maybe he's around for some reason. Another There's another music festival. Which is what how they escaped in the first one. What if he's at the mon uh, the monastery or what or the the abbot or whatever? That works as well. I mean, maybe he's just a prisoner there because he obviously helped the von Trapp family escape. So maybe they're yeah. just holding him in Salzburg still. What if they're using like him for like tests and stuff, like with the, like the magic mm. stuff, and they're like seeing how it affects him differently, um, and him and maria could interact because since they're both in like the house or whatever okay so we said earlier the only way to free that lady was if the von trapp family sang because they're the ones who like it's it was their sort of like song magic the locked her away they're using max they're sending max out to find singing acts that they bring back to the von trapp house because they don't know it's only the von trapp family but so basically they're trying they're using him to go out and look for musical talent to bring back to sing to her in an attempt to wake her up and i mean i think the grim reality is when it doesn't work these people now know too much and are dealt with so max is also having to live with that like he knows it's not going to work or it's it hasn't worked and he doesn't understand why it doesn't so i think that nobody only the von traps know about the secret of what will work but the nazis have an idea that it's music like somehow, like every time there's music playing, it there's some magic comes off of the of the frozen woman, the frozen mother, as you said, which I think was a really great title for that, like the frozen mother. And so they're just trying every music act they can, and maybe they're attempting to recreate like the von Trapp family sound, mm-hmm. but it's more about blood than sound. So, but Max, you know, has to live with knowing that okay, well, if it doesn't work, these people get shot basically. <laughs> Because they know too much, right? Yeah, he's kind of saving his own neck by bringing all these people in. That's why they need Maria and they capture her or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, she's like an amazing singer and like did all this, like trained everybody yeah. or like whatever. Like, Yeah, I think at first she's just captured because they take a lot, like they take a lot of prisoners. Like they, it's a raid and they get a bunch of prisoners. She happens to be one of them. But once she's there, they're like, oh, no, we know you. You're, <laughs> you're one of the Von Trapps. And maybe they think that'll work. Because, but it, she's not mm-hmm. blood, so it doesn't as well, or something like that. Yeah, like, it, it definitely, there's more power coming off of the statue, but it's not nearly enough. It's like, the children have to do it. What if, like, they keep threatening to, like, kill, like, the kids or something? If she, because maybe they're tired of Max's, like, like he keeps going out and, like, finding people, and, like, none of it works. But, like, oh, keeping Maria there singing will allow some magic to show, like 
to come off mm-hmm. of this thing. So they're just using her as like a like a siphon, basically. And I think that um, they have other villagers and like people that we'll meet at the opening kind of through the montage. Like basically we establish them as characters so that they can then be used as, okay, if you don't sing, we'll shoot them. Yeah, I like that. What are, I guess to take it back to like some of the adventures they have along the way. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think like interacting with the nunnery is a good like scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happens with that, but I think like maybe we need like one or two things that happen before they even get to Salzburg, right? Exactly. So, yeah, they need. There needs to be like a a nature adventure, if you will, if even if it's a Nazi patrol or I don't know water spirits or something. Like something needs to happen while they're between the mountains and Salzburg. What if they have like a battle with a bunch of werewolves like on the mountains or something like that? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. What if like they um, run into a bunch of like a Nazi squad and um, it's a full moon on the mountain and Mm -hmm. then the Nazis turn into the werewolves and Mm. yeah, I just think that'd be a cool scene of like interacting with this like Nazi squad. We can take them no problem. Um, but then they turn into werewolves and it's like, oh shit, like they're a bigger problem than we initially thought. Yeah. I like that. Like it's, it's night or it's getting to be nighttime and they're like, oh, we're going to get the drop on this encampment and we'll just beat them up and then we'll, we can take their uniforms and that'll help us sneak in blah, blah, blah. And then like right before they drop in or as they drop in, they turn into werewolves and yeah. then it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like what are some like, so as far as battling and everything, mm-hmm. um, we think like, so Lisa, uh, Liesel, she has the ability to multiply. So like, it's kind of like the order of distraction and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Frederick is like the, like he rushes in and like just wrecks shit. Mm-hmm. Louisa also has like, I guess I'm trying to think of like what they're each doing in a battle scenario. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Liesel is probably like crowd control in a way. Cause she can make so many people. So she's like kind of like flanking and hemming them in while Frederick and Kurt beat the shit out of everybody. Then like Louisa can also I think I think in open combat it's mostly Kurt and Friedrich. And mm-hmm. then maybe like Brigida and um Marta, who have some like fighting powers. I think like Louisa can fight, but with the power of suggestion, she's much more of the like covert mission sneaking like hey you should let us into this building that we're not supposed to be in kind of thing same with like gretel's like their their a-bomb last resort like okay we need to retreat and like we're losing we need to retreat or we need just to let go with the biggest gun she just starts screaming and it like tears like the sound waves like tear people to shreds at some point like it can if she screams loud enough but it's super dangerous even for them right so like right yeah yeah it's it's their trump card i think there maybe is an idea at least we can for mechanical purposes and plot maybe as long as they're standing behind her they're okay okay it's if you're in front of her while she's screaming like the wave that comes out i know that's not necessarily how sound works but yeah, it's a fifty-foot cone. But what if it's also super dangerous for Gretel too, because she's like a oh yeah, younger, exactly. Like 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 her mm-hmm. her powerful is way more dangerous for herself mm-hmm. than it is for the other people. But no, I think that's really good. So I think like the werewolf fight is definitely the others are kind of keeping the werewolves contained in the arena, if you will, while Kurt and Friedrich beat the crap out of them. Yeah, and maybe. Um, Maybe Louisa like convinces one of the werewolves to turn on the others, so now they've got like 
she's like, hey, you should like actually go fight that werewolf instead of us. And then they go and did you hear? Did you hear what he said about your ears? He said they looked floppy yeah. today. <laughs> he said your butt smelled bad, like really bad. You got a bad butt. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. So th- that's that's one cool scene. Um. What's another one? I'm just laughing. You've got a bad butt, Nazi scum. You got a bad butt, Nazi. Um, your butt sucks. Coming Nazi. soon to our Equalizers merch store T-shirts. You've got a bad butt, Nazi scum. I I like to I like the idea of like a big water monster or something. At some point, like, what if they're like on a boat and they have to fight like a like a hydra or something? Yeah, I don't. That's a question we didn't really talk about. Then, how far outside of the village is their magical stuff? Because, like, when let's take it to Salzburg, is it just business as usual and there's no magic, or is it like just the mountain area? Like, is it the classic like it's a fairy tale, whatever? So the wild in quotes is all magical, and I think it's things are getting worse and like things are becoming mm. more magical because they bleed are, out because they bleed out of like okay. this. Yeah. I think that's what we do, and like I think their powers actually grow more as they get closer to Salzburg because more time has gone by. Yeah, I think that maybe once they get to the house, because I feel like if their powers are getting stronger as they get closer to the threat, like once they leave the town, I think their powers should actually get a little weaker. And but then as they get to the house, it's like, oh wow, this place is saturated yeah. because of the bleed out from the gym. But like in between there, they're actually a little weaker just because the, they're not near the town which is like the source of their magic but also once they get to the house then it can be like oh we're full powered again let's wreck this shit yeah what if like the magic is doing stuff some weird stuff to the nazis as well like because of the bleed out like being so close to it's like radiation so it's like transforming them into certain things without even them having to like inject it so like Mm -hmm. they're like turning there's like some people like Maybe not, like, as fully as, like, the kids are, but, like, oh, like, one of them is slowly turning into, like, a tree person <laughs> um, or something like that. I just think it would be a cool visual thing. Because it's, like, they're they're siphoning the magic and it's not natural. They're not changing naturally. I like that a lot. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and that also gives us some play when they're fighting them as well of, like... So how are we going to handle the giant flaming eye and above the Von Trapp house that can see everything? I think um, Louisa is just going to tell it to look some other way to give her something Ooh, big to do. <laughs> um, uh, no, but okay. So I do. So they fight the Nazi um, encampment, the werewolves, basically. Let's do something maybe in the open plains as well. Then there it can be fantastical. It can be not fantastic. It can be kind of like you said, kind of a grotesque, unnatural, fantastical fight. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be against nature. This isn't against a monster. This is the magic has corrupted nature. So maybe like the the grass or something ensnares them or okay. um, the hills, something. I don't know. Maybe the hills actually come, come alive. alive. <laughs> I mean. Yes, absolutely. Because they're, they're singing. Because they're singing as they like tread along. That brings, this is our first in like inkling that their yeah. music has like real power in it yeah and so literally the hills are alive Alive with the the sound sound of music music. yes (laughs) it's amazing 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 maybe it's like that scene in uh the hobbit where it's kind of like an earth like they're shifting and rolling and moving Mm. and so they're just like trying to stay on their feet and not get caught up in it and like buried like ooh, like a sea it's like waves 
like the hills are crashing on them like waves yeah and so they're trying to just like survive it and get out i think they initially start in the forest and then like like limbs start like swatting at them or and then the grass tries to ensnare them and they like escape to the hills and then like then the (laughs) hills start like rolling and uh trying to like ensnare them i'm imagining visually like a wave coming up behind them like a hill like like the size of like a tidal wave and it crashes down and it's not like dirt whatever it's basically just like it's i'm doing a hand an arm motion that only madison can see it's kind of like when you do the wave it like with your arms like from one side to the other it's like that it crashes down on them but it's just like the grass molds back into the earth and it looks fine but they could get swallowed up in it and yeah buried i like that so i think we're to the point like we've had enough scenes and stuff like what what do we think the ending is like like they come like I do like the idea of them not knowing it's their mother until they actually see her. Mm-hmm. They infiltrate the Nazis. Um, maybe it's Greta, uh, sorry, Gretel, who actually gets down there because maybe they go from room to room and each each kid is being like, they start out like at one room and then one kid has to take on this group of Nazis and the other one is taking oh. off this one. like so, And then it eventually goes down to Gretel seeing her mother and she knows and maybe it puts her in a rage and then she lets lets it loose and knocks her out of the fro- the mother out of the frozen state what do you think i had a much bleaker idea in mind that would require all okay. seven children to be there and it's that they can't risk freeing her or the jewel so gretel just screams at her until she like shatters and the gem does too so then nobody can have it. Like they have to the village is still there and they'll fight or whatever, but now the Nazis can't have magic anymore. And it makes it all stop, right? Like yeah. yeah. I think that's good. I whether the all the other kids are there or they aren't, like I I think having Gretel do it at the end is I think is really good. I feel like they have to be so it's a unanimous vote. One because arguably based on how old the children are and how many governesses they've gone through half of those kids aren't old enough to remember their mom liesel and frederick would be because liesel's 16 at this point so she would have at least been like 10 or so when their mom died so we need somebody who's because maria doesn't know what their mom looks like either that's true so we needed we need one of the older von trap kids to be there and it only feels right that they're all there to be like yes gretel do it like gretel just making the the call is fine but I feel like there's fallout that we'd have to deal with there, or she just never tells anyone. <laughs> I feel like it's better if all the kids are there and it's a very kind of like beat of like, we're all here. We agree. We're with you. What if we, yeah, if we wanted to make it a little less bleak or it's still bleak no matter what, but um, mm-hmm. what if, uh, what if like the mother is able to communicate with them once they are yeah, close enough that's and better. she says, I thought I could hold it down here in secret for so long but it's been too dangerous there's only mm-hmm. one thing to do like it's like a like a mind link it's not like her actually speaking to them but it's sort of like she's speaking into she's had some way to communicate now that she knows her 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 kids are in front of her um or something like that i have an idea mm-hmm. i mean i would have i don't have the whole song but she starts singing a modified doe, a deer. It's go, my dears, and have no fears. Like she starts singing this really sweet. Oh like. my god. Uh, okay, 
I, I guess we haven't talked about songs at all, and I don't know if we need to, but... Um, we kind of did earlier with... They're just parodies of the original songs. I mean, kind of, but I think that's a nice touch. Like, that's the that's was like the song that Maria taught them, and, you know, whatever. I think it's a nice, sweet touch. Not, we're, I'm not trying to parody it. It's more of just like a repri- I don't know, reprise isn't the word I want either, but... Mm-hmm. She's giving them, like, the last piece of motherly advice possible, and so it's just like a, a very quiet... And then Gretel <laughs> destroyed her. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Also, I think Liesel should fight Rolf, like, because they were, she had a crush on him, and then he's the one who, like, sold them out. Or, like, called the called the guards on them when they were about to escape. So I think she just, like, beats the shit out of him. And she multiplies herself, like, she becomes very small by the end of it. Like, she's actually fairy-sized by the end of this, I think, maybe. But she makes, like, 50 copies of herself. Because he's, like, a He's kind of a golem himself at this point. Yeah, like I, I like the idea of her fighting him, her being very small, and then him being super huge. Like I think that's that'd be good. And whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she flies into his mouth and bursts out of his chest, killing him <laughs> uh, very brutally. Um, I don't know. Um, Thanus. His Thanus. That's what fans called the fan theory that Ant Man was going to be small, crawl up Thanos's butt, and then grow into Giant Man. That, uh, that fan theory was called Thanus. Got it. I thought you were saying Chainus, like no Chainus, like a chest anus. This discussion is over. Well, th- that's a real thing at Blue Man Group. If you ever see like the little hole in front of the Blue Man, that's their Chainus. Let's let's go on. Um, I'm now suddenly very glad I didn't get that job at Blue Man Group. <laughs> anyway um so yeah like so they do it and then maybe like them destroying the crystal or something destroys every bit of magic that was siphoned off of it as well and Mm -hmm. which kills the nazis and then blah 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 they like the magic implodes or something like that's how it's like it's all the magic is sucked back into the gym yeah so i think so i like the idea that they kind of it's it's a pretty standard creep and crawl into the house like infiltrate kind of mission i don't think we need to like really line out like oh and then they there's guards here or but i do think like rolf is like the final guardian that they meet like in like maybe the front room of the house like he's there and liesel's like you guys go i'm this one's mine and they all like scurry off to find and then she catches up with them at the end after she beats him but now she's like very tiny i I like that i think that's great like I, i don't know what like the epilogue is but um they return to the town and then they are able to live again or what do, do we call the town return to the house and they live chanisburg maybe is the house destroyed when the magic like implodes i mean because the house has to be so saturated it's like the focal point of this it has to be yeah I think so, so full I think of it, magic I, I think it i think it it blows up the house and there's like a epic like sort of escape scene but does it destroy the magic in them as well no, I think because there's like I don't know because their magic came from the actual like town or like their blood. Like mm-hmm. this, the, the magic here was just like bleed out from the crystal. They didn't get their abilities okay. from the crystal. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think it destroys the house as well. There's an epic like escape scene, and then they return to the town that is called Narnia. Barnia. Garnia Fructis, the town. Olive Garnier. Olive Garden. It's Olive Garden. When you're here, family. When you're here, you're Faye. <laughs> when you're here, you're Faye. I don't know what you got. You got any ideas? Okay, here's what we're going to do. 
We'll, we'll count to three, and then you say some kind of like tree or plant or animal or you know like that kind of thing, and then I'll say something like hollow or valley or ridge or. Okay, let me let me get it. All right, one, okay. two, three. Sage. Hollow. Sage hollow. Yeah. Boom. Works. Okay, I feel like that we don't really do a who plays the kids because it would be like aged up versions, so it would have to get people who. It wouldn't be like Ryan Gosling as Friedrich or whatever. Like, uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. So, is there anything else we need to cover? I don't think so. I guess, unless we want to know, like, did Von Trapp, like Captain Von Trapp, die, or you think he's just back in the town? Maybe he was injured or something. Yeah, I think he's injured in the raid because Got it. it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't go with them otherwise. So he either have to be dead or incapacitated, or there is a reason he can't leave. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only thing. Magic destroys Nazis again. Huzzah. Huzzah. All right. Did we do it? <laughs> I think we did it. I, I was surprisingly a little more, I mean, a little off the rails, uh, but yeah. a little, uh, I think, well, uh, well composed. Great choreography by us, right? Oh, amazing. And, you know, fans, if you're out there and you have ideas for the songs, hit us up with those. Let us know. We can, we can work them in, but we are yeah. not uh, Rogers and Hammerstein, so... Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you're listening, and I know you are, hit us up to uh, score this one. All right. Well, if we did it, then that is credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and everywhere else podcasts are found, including in your dice box. I thought you were going to say in your diaper. In your diaper. It's time for a diaper change. That means it's Equalizers time. Yeah. Uh, you can always get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Uh, our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. Uh, we haven't said this in a while. It would be great if you would uh, give us a review on iTunes or Google Play or your diaper. Uh, we would appreciate it. Helps us find new listeners. Also, just tell a friend. Honestly, that helps too. Just whisper the equalizers into a diaper and... <laughs> And then put it on your baby. They'll know to listen. So next time, we have something a little different coming next time. A friend of ours, Maya Franklin, will be joining us to present a sequel to a commercial. Uh, we, I, I talked to them about an idea, and I agreed to it before I realized it was for a commercial and not a film. But we're going to go ahead as planned. So tune in next week for Snap, Crackle, and Pop, Ragnarok. Wow. So... For the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. The Magically Great. To be continued. (laughs) 